Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Time On. It's uh, magnificent to have your company on this uh, Tuesday night. Brett Phillips in for uh, Sam Hargraves. It was in for Jared Waitley a little uh, earlier today. It's the hour where we uh, wrap up all the sporting news of the day. Happy to take uh, your calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, 736 736 or on the uh, temper text, a mattress like no other, 0433981116. Happy to have your contribution, of course, uh, right throughout the hour. We're going to get up to... Queensland a couple of times in the second half of the hour. They cannot take a trick, uh, the Gold Coast Suns. We'll have a chat to uh, AFL Media's uh, Michael Whiting in regard to the co-captain, uh, Jared Witts, uh, ruled out for the remainder of the season. And we'll have a chat to Brisbane Lions skipper in the AFLW, Emma Zilke, who, of course, uh, was their inaugural captain, appointed five years ago. Uh, Brisbane, along with three other teams in a big prelim final weekend uh, coming up in the AFLW. one three hundred seven three six seven three six or on the temper text 0433981116. But I want to sort of start tonight. I, I covered a couple of games for AFL Nation across the weekend. And like many of you out there, I'm certainly enjoying the footy in 2021. Called the Essendon uh, big win by 75 points over the Saints. And that was just, uh, even though the, the result was um, very much over, in pro- probably by half time, it was a, a game that you enjoyed calling uh, from the, the ascetic look. I mean, any game at Marvel Stadium when the, when the ball's, uh, you know, flying through uh, under the roof is, is pretty spectacular, even if the game um, hasn't got a brilliant finish. But really enjoyed that game. And then I called GWS and Melbourne on Sunday night which had a little bit more of the inside stuff, the contested ball, the really hard physical inside battle of the midfields, and then it had the good outside stuff as well. But I just wanted to play Dwayne Russell from earlier today, who I reckon summed it up really well on Dwayne's world, just talking about the, the spectrum of games, and, and that's what we probably all would like to see as this season unfolds. The perfect world is what we've got in 2021, and that is we're getting all ends of the spectrum. We're getting the full spectrum of available results right now. Uh, Every now and then, a dour struggle, it's beautiful for its point of difference. I'm okay with one of those around because the full spectrum is the best mix. That's what we're getting. We're coming out of a handful of seasons where yesterday was all we ever got. A highlight-free ball fest that we had a close finish in if we were lucky. So did I like yesterday? Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it as a point of difference. Do I like the other end of the spectrum with... Been getting as well? Absolutely. I love the fact that we're getting key forwards dominating. I love the fact that we're getting guys like Josh Bruce kicking 10 goals. 
Uh, and I like the fact that we're seeing some teams get smashed one week and then do their own smashing the next week and bring some fans some joy. Seeing a team like Essendon, which got smashed the week before, smash someone themselves, that's what makes footy fans stick with their team, thinking that, oh, we can be better next week. Carlton fans loved smashing a team for a change, Fremantle on the weekend. You reckon Carlton fans got bored with that? Absolutely not. So, And seeing a team like the Swans, third last last season, hammer the reigning premiers round three the next year. I mean, there's a bit of shared love going on right now. We're getting an opportunity for every player and every team to get a little bit of love. Players can play footy and show their skills, and fans are getting a bit of love as well because they know that their teams can actually smash someone and dominate a game coming up. Ten goal forwards, seven goal forwards like Harry Mackay. And when you look at the ladder after three rounds and see the Lions are 13th and the Saints are 16th, I mean, two teams that could still easily win the flag. And the Crows are in the eight, who I don't think can win the flag. But, you know, the unpredictability is great. Well, there he was, Dwayne Russell, to open up his show uh, earlier today, just talking about the, the full spectrum. It's hard to disagree with that. I think we're all enjoying the more open footy, the forwards getting a better looks and better scores. Um, you know, end to end, coast to coast uh, footy where the ball is zipping and moving. The, the great unique part of our, our national game that we love. You know, so many other uh, sports, so many other football codes have too much of that stop-start nature. But our Indigenous code should be about moving all the time, the ball moving and zipping around. But we also don't mind maybe one or two here and there of those real lockdown, grinding sort of affairs as well. So where do you sit on all that? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'd love to take your calls. We're on the text tonight, 433 98 11 16. To the news of the day, things you might have missed uh, for all day socks uh, by Underworks. You can pass uh, every uh, comfort test. They cannot tra- take a trick, uh, the Gold Coast Suns there. Uh, Rackman will miss the rest of the 2021 season. Jared Witz with scans confirming a ruptured ACL for the co captain and certainly a hammer blow for Stuart Jew's side. Uh, Witz was helped off the ground in the third quarter. Of his sides lost to Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval on the weekend, where he fell awkwardly after a centre bounce. He'll miss the remainder of the 2021 season. It's unfortunate, uh, certainly for uh, Jared and, and the Gold Coast. They're a, a likeable side, uh, the Gold Coast Suns. We might have a listen to uh, John Haynes, their football manager, uh, chatting today up on the Gold Coast in regard to uh, Jared Witts. And, of course, Chris Burgess, who uh, occupied... Um, the role in Witz's absence last week is likely to become the go-to Ruckman in the, in the interim with uh, the uh, long-term injury, uh, certainly for uh, Matt Conroy, who did his ACL, and Zach Smith also still a month away with a PCL. But here was uh, John Haynes speaking on Jared Witz earlier today. Yeah, we had, so Jared um, underwent some scans this morning uh, and those scans revealed a, an ACL rupture. Uh, so he'll undergo uh, surgery in the in the short term, and what it'll mean from a uh, playing point of view is that he'll miss the rest of the season, unfortunately. Yeah, it's disappointing for for Whitsy first and foremost, and and for the club as well. But you know, we've already seen in the last sort of 12 or so hours with with Jared's response. He's he's already looking forward as to how he can impact the club and impact the group, and how he can grow his leadership and, and influence the, the playing group uh, through his rehab and his presence around the club. And, from, our, from a broader club point of view and team point of view, we see it as an opportunity. There's, there's going to be opportunity for someone else and to step into that role, but also for the team to step up and, and fill the void that he leaves. And you know, the, the playing group and the leadership group in particular are, are excited by that opportunity. 
So that was John Haynes. We'll uh, have a, a chat to Michael Whiting from afl.com.au in the next half hour just to get uh, a bit more insight into the Gold Coast situation. Got about eight guys with knee injuries at the moment. So uh, they, they're having a tough battle. They're, they're a side that is on the rise. So we're not expecting to make the eight this year, but they're building and building. If five can turn into maybe eight or nine wins this year, they can then turn into 12 or 13 possibly uh, the year after. Uh, the, the, the incremental growth is certainly there, but... Gee, they've had uh, a few blows, uh, you know, with obviously Matty Rao two years in a row, uh, certainly uh, been dealt uh, the harsh realities of uh, AFL football. And 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 uh, Jared Witz, is, he's been a fine pickup. And it worked for both clubs, didn't it, for Collingwood and the Gold Coast. And obviously been an integral uh, leader and just a real workhorse in the ruck. So it's a, it's a massive blow. And Chris Burgess gave a pretty good account of himself in that 10-point loss to Adelaide. Uh, last uh, Friday night. Speaking of the injury front, GWS captain Steve Cornelio facing a lengthy period on the sidelines with fears of a dreaded uh, syndesmosis ankle injury. There's just one of three key blows suffered against Melbourne on Sunday night. Cornelio was tackled by Tom Sparrow. I was doing the commentary in that game and you knew straight away that uh, it didn't look good. He bent his ankle awkwardly. He was unable to put any weight on it afterwards and needed crutches to move around. The Giants fear it may be a third syndesmosis injury for Cornelio, who missed much of the 2017 season with the issue, playing just the 10 games. Uh, the skipper has never played every game in a season. He reached 23 in 2018 and could have played every game in 2020, but was dropped uh, late in the year. Now, the Giants are also awaiting information on ex-skipper uh, Phil Davis, who limped off with a calf complaint in the second term, and uh, veteran Matt DeBoer, who went off with that hamstring around about midway through the third quarter after keeping uh, uh, Clayton Oliver to six disposals in the uh, first half. And Oliver was able to just get off the leash a little in the in the second half. Uh, of course, winless through the first three rounds. They've got a tough draw. Uh, the Giants coming up facing Collingwood and then the unbeaten pair of Sydney and uh, the Western Bulldogs in their next uh, three games. If you want to uh, weigh in on the footy discussion tonight, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I'll get to a few of your texts in just a moment. Uh, Richmond will be forced into at least two changes for Friday night's prelim final rematch against Port Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval, but he's uh, pretty confident in Trent Cotchin's fitness. The captain was managed at the end of Saturday's upset loss to Sydney. His hamstring... Uh, being iced on the bench. We've got full vision of that. The 30-year-old who missed uh, the round one uh, win over Carlton uh, through illness, uh, hopefully, uh, is going to be right this weekend. So we know Dion Prestia with the hamstring. Uh, Camden McIntosh with concussion will need to be replaced at selection. Nick Floston still at least a month away from returning uh, with that knee injury. Uh, Basher Hooley could play his first game of the season after a successful return through the VFL, while Jack Ross, uh, Riley, Collier Dawkins and Will Martin will all be considered to replace uh, Dion Prestia. Uh, out of the Saints, St Kilda are going to be without, of course, Jade Gresham. Um, yeah, it was, it was quite quite innocuous, that one, on the weekend doing the commentary of that game. We saw him in the middle for the centre bounce and then uh, came up very gingerly and uh, injured the right Achilles. And we know the Achilles is uh, gee, it's a tough injury to certainly come back from uh, historically. The 23-year-old, of course, he went down with it uh, being touched in the second quarter of... Uh, that uh, blowout loss to the Bombers. Of course, they are uh, sweating on Zach Jones at the moment with his ankle. Uh, they're one and two. They've got a tough draw coming up. St Kilda, West Coast, Richmond and Port Adelaide over uh, the next uh, three weeks. The, uh, the other bit of news uh, certainly around uh, St Kilda is in regard to uh, Paddy Ryder. So back at 
Marab in training today, undergoing a fortnight mini pre-season to get his conditioning uh, back to AFL standard. Uh, granted to leave, of course, a month ago to head home to South Australia to spend time with his family and elders in his community. He won't be available for selection this weekend against the Eagles, but will put his hand up for selection uh, certainly in the coming weeks. And uh, we know that Rowan Marshall will be considered uh, certainly for that matchup against uh, Nick Natanui, uh, who is the premier ruckman. What he's doing with his midfielders is just one of the great sights in uh, modern day footy. So hopefully they can get Marshall back this weekend. Uh, of course, uh, certainly uh, the Saints, um, having dropped Paul Hunter last week, uh, very much undersized in the ruck and uh, conceded, um, obviously, quite a few hit outs in that loss. And the Essendon midfield had a field day uh, last weekend. Uh, Collingwood's list continues to remain uh, relatively uh, healthy, uh, leading into the round for clash with the Giants. Uh, Nathan Murphy received a knock to the head during the practice match uh, played on Saturday, so he'll follow the AFL's concussion protocols. They've only got Jamie Elliott, of course, out long-term with that lower leg injury. Uh, Trent Bianco, uh, their youngster, recruited a couple of drafts ago, expected maybe to be back within three to five weeks, and Nathan Murphy with a concussion. Other than that, it's a fairly uh, healthy list as far as the pies are concerned. North Melbourne's back line will be without... The influence of key defender Aidan Cordes for a little longer, at least another two weeks is what we've been told at North Melbourne. They're also sweating on the fitness of Jared Polak uh, with the hamstring and Jed Anderson uh, with that ankle who were both injured in the Good Friday clash against the Bulldogs. And uh, West Coast awaiting scan results on Luke Shuey's hamstring but expects the inspirational captain to be sidelined for at least the next three to four weeks. Uh, but in some much better news, the Eagles are set to establish a return-to-play plan for fellow dual club champion Elliot Yo, following encouraging progress from groin trouble. And uh, the other bit of news that was uh, certainly coming through from the West Coast Eagles today, or certainly Kel Termi from afl.com.au, reporting that their star midfielder Dom Sheed is about to turn his back on free agency and sign a new four-year deal to remain at the Eagles. He's among... A list of players out of contract at West Coast, which also includes uh, former skipper Shannon Hearn, key forward Josh Kennedy, and also uh, Mark Hutchings, who I think is uh, back in the mix uh, for selection, along with Jared Cameron uh, for this week. Also good news out of West Coast, Bailey Williams, uh, almost uh, ready to play his first game for the year, but he will do that through the Waffle Eagles uh, following uh, the ankle issue that uh, he had. Just wanted to play a little bit of uh, Ben Rutten. What a what a three weeks... For the, the Bombers coach, uh, certainly under the pump after that loss to Port Adelaide. They come out and play an amazing brand of football, but a big game on facing Sydney this Thursday night. We're going to have it live on AFL Nation. The way the Swans have been playing, uh, they're the most watchable, the most exciting team in the competition. Ben Rutten, though, for the second time, he and his team will go on the road. Yeah, look, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity that we're looking forward to. Um, and they're going as well as any team in the comp and to be able to go up to Sydney, you know, if we think back to round two, we went over to Port Port Adelaide and um, again, similar situation, um, playing away against a team in good form and, you know, we didn't start great at all, you know, we gave up five goals pretty quickly, so that'll be a big focus for us to be able to start start well, but you know, our guys are really looking forward to, to another opportunity to go travel and, and play against a really top team. So uh, part one of Ben Rutten, the other little grab I wanted to play is in regard to Dyson Heppel. And they're certainly wanting to get a few players back. Uh, pretty confident the Bombers that Dyson Heppel will return from his back injury to face uh, the unbeaten Sydney on Thursday night. So still needs to totally prove his fitness. But the coach talking about Dyson Heppel. 
yeah, so he's been improving all the time. He'll train today, and uh, if he gets through that fine, he'll be he'll be available for selection. That's practically in AFL, like when he likes that Yeah, yeah. I think if he plays, he'll he'll play AFL. Yeah, absolutely. I think he'll be playing in the VFL. Uh, Dyson Hebel, David Zaharakis is the other one now available for selection after playing. Uh, two VFL practice matches. Uh, hasn't played since uh, round 10 of last year, of course. He's fully recovered from a, a posterior cruciate ligament injury that saw him miss a, a large chunk of the pre-season. But uh, a couple of good VFL performances has put him uh, right in the frame uh, to uh, take on the informed Swans on uh, Thursday night. And also Mason Redman, who was subbed out. We saw that uh, on the weekend uh, doing the game at uh, Marvel Stadium. Uh, scans fairly positive on the hamstring that saw him uh, subbed out of that game. So uh, Ben Rutten fairly confident uh, he'll be right to uh, get up. Uh, no confirmed tear with those scan results that had uh, certainly uh, come through. Uh, Tony on the temper text. The total joy of watching great quality AFL footy again. The electric atmosphere of a crowd on edge. Upset results. Intrigue. It's so far been a magic season. But wait, there's more. Our Indigenous players are freakish. Week in, week out. Plus we now have lads from Sudanese backgrounds who are exceptionally athletic and dynamic. From the ashes of COVID, we have this beautiful season unfolding. It's very watchable, isn't it? And I've got to say, as a commentator, Tony, and I've called Melbourne the last two weeks, any time Cosie Pickett's going near the ball, gee, it's hard not to um, get excited about that. You, you, you can just see it unfolding before it unfolds, and you know more often than not that he's going to influence the play, whether he's kicking the great goal himself or whether he's dishing one off to someone in a slightly better position. But uh, he is the most watchable player, I think, in the competition uh, right now. Uh, Dean on the text, uh, how about uh, Giath for the Hawks? Almost booted an amazing goal. How good's he been? His first, how good's he been? His first game was in the snow in Canberra a couple of years ago. Uh, he's run off uh, half-back, and the way he links up his foot skills, uh, tremendous rebound defender. Uh, and, and his story, I think, has certainly been told. We know his story and how he's got to be an, an AFL footballer. But uh, his development, uh, certainly in the last 18 months, is there for everyone to see. It's been brilliant. And a real uh, a real key pillar now in that back six. Uh, and you feel like he's the sort of guy that will develop in a number of positions and, and be fairly flexible. Uh, the old-fashioned utility, uh, perhaps, who can go up and play on a wing, can go to half-forward. Uh, guy is going to give you a lot of run and dash and, and lacks absolutely no courage. A man who's prepared to put himself uh, right in the crunch. Uh, we'll take a break on uh, time on. Uh, plenty more to come as we uh, certainly wrap up the uh, news of the day. Uh, Michael Wadding to join us uh, from afl.com.au. Uh, regarding Jared Witts and Brisbane Lions captain Emma Zilke in the AFLW ahead of the prelim finals uh, coming up this weekend. And your calls, one 736 736 You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEM. Welcome back to uh, Time On. Uh, Brett Phillips in for Sam uh, tonight, who was in for Jared Waitley uh, earlier today. one 736 736 or you can get us on the temper text 0433981116. We'll... Get to your calls uh, very soon. I can see a few bags of goals kicked this year. Tex Walker, Josh Kennedy will boot a few 10 bags or more. We hope so. Uh, more of that, the better. I know that uh, uh, Bob and Andy on drive earlier today talking to the great Danny Delray. Uh, the, I think they're going to talk to a full forward every day uh, this week. And that's the footy I loved. I mean, if you go back to when Danny Delray was playing uh, in the VFA, as it was called then, yeah, big Mark Fotheringham at full forward for Williamstown, uh, Chops Rickman on the half-forward flank. I mean, the great Reno Preto playing for Oakley. 
when the second division grand final used to be played before the first division grand final and he kicked eight in the last quarter. Uh, Reno, it was a simple instruction. Long to the square, one out, brute of a man. Uh, marked everything in sight. Uh, Chris is in Camberwell and uh, joins uh, big Melbourne fan. G'day, Chris. G'day. Uh, look, I think, I think you can help me with this. I've been hearing some very exciting rumours about Melbourne. If they're true, they're going to have a major impact. Uh, the players I've been hearing about, uh, Wiedemann's going to play for Casey this week. Can you confirm that? And also Brown, it could be available for the seniors against Richmond. And the other news is about Vanderberg has completely recovered. And he's one we badly need. And Petty, who I've been waiting for with his injuries, is back as well. And Milshank and Hibbert. Um, when you think that they've been kept out by Rivers, who's had a star year. And one last thing. Could you uh, uh, tell me why Jordan and Rivers haven't been nominated for Rising Star? Rivers has averaged over 20 kicks a week. And Jordan's given Melbourne a lot of outside speed. Yes. And I'm surprised that, that uh, Rivers hasn't had a rising star at all. What's your view on that? Well, look, let me say, uh, the, the guys who are not in the team at the moment, I think are going to find it hard, Chris, to, to get in. I mean, who, who do you leave out? I mean, Melksham was the sub last week. Uh, Vandenberg, Hibbert, I mean, they've got the runs on the board as senior AFL footballers. Um, if any of those are going to come back in, who do you, who do you leave out first first and foremost? Wiedemann's got to come in and Brown for goal scoring. Uh, my feelings are that uh, we're, we're a bit soft at centre half back. Petty Thomason's really a half back flanker. I believe that um, probably Petty's got to come in at centre half back. He was outstanding um, two years ago. Um, Van der Berg's been kept out. I agree about. He's been kept out by Oliver and and Petraka and also um, Brayshaw. Um, my feelings are that Jones, unfortunately, after he gets his 300, could be in trouble. I, I, I hope not because I'm a great fan of Nathan, but he's been coaching in the centre line. And if you ever get Lewis on your show, could you ask him? He's got a big part that he's playing with Melbourne centre line. You've certainly got to bring Brown and Wiedemann in for goal kicking. And Jackson will yep. back up um, Dawn in the ruck. Yep. And my feelings are probably that Bullen might be in a little bit of trouble on Jones because Wiedemann and Brown simply have to come in. Well, it's an interesting one. I mean, Ben Brown, just looking at the, the updated injury list uh, today, I mean, Ben Brown, yeah, a test with the knee, and Sam Wiedemann still um, estimated return two to four weeks, uh, according to afl.com.au. That's been updated certainly from the club today, uh, Chris. So we'll have to uh, wait and see on that one. Look, I'm, I'm loving Melbourne. I've done their last two games. I'm trusting them more and more. I know it's an early sample size. We need to make a full judgment after uh, six or seven rounds. Uh, but May and Lever in that back half with Tomlinson, I think that you know the back seven, as Simon Goodwin refers to them, is their most solid uh, part of the ground. So I think that's where they can really be pretty dependable. Uh, their midfield is is interesting. They're still trying to get that you know that stoppage connection a little better. But I think certainly the last two weeks, the teams that can lower their eyes a little bit and hit up those targets inside fifty rather than blazing away are getting. Uh, some great results. And we know that not only Melbourne, but the last third of the ground for so many teams has been the issue. They can connect from the back half through the middle, but the last kick inside forward 50 is the one that, you know, lets so many uh, teams down. But I think Melbourne have been 
better at that, certainly from an efficiency uh, point of view, and it certainly can get uh, a hell of a lot better. But uh, right now, uh, a tough to mount a case for probably Melksham, Hibbert or Vandenberg to come into this uh, Melbourne team uh, because the young guys are standing up. Uh, Jordan, uh, Sparrow, I've really liked uh, what he's brought to the table. Uh, Charlie Spargo along with Cossie Pickett giving them some real zip and bite at grand level, which, you know, you need. Um, what's what's going to be the perfect mix for Melbourne? going to be uh, really, really interesting uh, going forward because if you bring Brad and Wiedemann in, it changes uh, the dynamics. Certainly, it's a uh, an era right now where the, the, the big forwards can uh, certainly get a better look at everything. Um and have more uh, impact uh, on the game. But uh, is that going to be the perfect balance for Melbourne? We'll have to uh, certainly uh, wait and see. Good on you, Chris. Uh, appreciate your call. James Harms is the other one. He's out still for about three weeks. But other than that, uh, Melbourne uh, are looking uh, fairly fairly healthy, I've got to say. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Let's head to Jason in St Albans. Uh, Jason, welcome to Time On. Guys, um, I just have to respond to that. Uh, Rivers and Jordan been better than Goulden and um, Campbell. Are you are, are you kidding me? Did I say that? Put... Did I say that though? No, you didn't say that. But I'm I'm saying it's been said. It just got said. I didn't right. say you agreed. Okay. You should have shut him. You should have shut him down with that one. That's one of the most ridiculous comments I've ever seen. I can't even believe that. I mean, I wouldn't even. I mean, I, yeah, I think Jordan was in one of his games. Yep. Well, everyone, everyone's entitled to their opinion, so that's okay. Oh yeah, but to, but to, but to, come on, mate. That's like saying that's like saying that, uh, <laughs> that saying that uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a Melbourne player. Um, uh, Petrarca was better than uh, Lockie Neal last year in the Brownlow. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Well, I mean, de- yeah, depend, you know, depend, guys, guys. Can depend what lens you're looking through. Uh, if you're looking through a Melbourne lens at the moment, you uh, you see it a little bit a uh, little bit differently. I mean, Melbourne at the moment, are, are, are putting together a brand of football that you think certainly at this stage can be quite sustainable. And they want to be known as being more consistent, a team that's hard to play against. Um, and right now, they're, they're, they're tough to play against. Their inside mids are just brutes and their back seven's very good. If they can keep kicking enough goals and get enough entries and get a good result up there, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, Jason, thank you. Tony's in Craigieburn. G'day, Tony. Tony. Oh, good day, mate. How are you going? Very well. You're on the radio, mate. What do you got for us? Yeah, sorry, BP. I didn't even... Uh, it was just all I heard was silence here after your producer took the call. Um, look, I'm just... Just um, just tell everyone... This, about, I'm ringing about the Pies, actually. Yep. Um, I just think the Pies aren't as bad as everyone's making out to be. Um, they were very competitive against the Bulldogs. If it wasn't for the, the Bulldogs getting their jump in that first quarter, the game was pretty even after that, that, that start. Um, really dominated the, the Lions, I thought. Bit unlucky not to win that game against the Lions. You know, just a couple of mistakes at the end, but that, that was a better team on the night. Um, but overall, you know, and they, and they played well against Carlton. I mean, Carlton came back a few times, and, and the Pies sort of unrode the storm and still managed to get up and have a good win. I just, yeah, I'm just, um, I just think the Pies are going along okay. They're not, they're not great. They're not terrible. They're probably around about the six, they have about say six to to ten mark. Mm, mm. Just, just, just your thoughts, people, if I could. Well, I, th- I think you know certainly Collingwood. You're right. They got themselves into a a great position to win that game last Thursday night. But 
Gee, five go- five goals in modern day footy is nothing now, isn't it? Once upon a time, five goals was a a pretty tough margin to come back from. But we know teams can can score quickly now and and get a roll on it. It's tough to defend that. So they've got to be able to just put some sides away when they've got the opportunities. They've certainly still got the list to be top eight or somewhere around the fringe of that. So it's hard right now if you look at the teams that are performing well and the teams that are stepping up, who's Collingwood going to overtake? We need a few more rounds just to pull this apart and dissect it in more uh, in more depth. But I don't think they're going to lose ground and drop away totally. So I think there's, there's still a good enough list there to be uh, knocking on the door or just sneaking in, or they might just be out. But we need a bigger sample size probably to uh, to make a full judgment on that. Good on you, Tony. Uh, the Pies will be uh, super competitive. There's no doubt about that. A quick break. Uh, we're going to come back, head up to Michael Whiting from afl.com.au. Also, Brisbane Lions skipper in the AFLW, Emma Zilke, to join us on Time On. Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEN. To uh, time on, uh, Brett Phillips uh, with you in for Sam. Just a other bit of injury news today. Experienced defender Daniel Talia uh, set to have foot surgery and will be sidelined for eight to ten weeks at the Adelaide Crows. The All-Australian key defender has made a full recovery from post-season knee surgery, was preparing to return to play, but developed uh, foot pain in the past two weeks. So scans have showed inflammation of a tendon in his left foot, which has not responded to a conservative rehabilitation plan and has prevented him from uh, running. So uh, some time on the sidelines for the experienced Adelaide Crows defender. But, gee, I look at the Gold Coast injury list. It's a sorry sight, particularly when it comes to the knee. Eight players sidelined with a knee injury. The latest is their co-captain, Jared Witts, uh, today, which is a massive blow to the Suns. Michael Whiting is up in Queensland, afl.com.au. Michael, good evening to you. This is a, a really big loss. The co-captain and just their... Well, in a lot of ways, they're a real spiritual leader in the middle, you know, as their ruckman and their leader. Hey, Brett. Yeah, mate, he, he really is. It's a devastating blow for Gold Coast. He's been an Ironman since he came to the club. Came uh, prior to 2017. I think he's missed four games since he joined. And he touched on there. He's um, a spiritual leader. He's um, a huge man. He leads with his size. He leads with his presence. Harvey misses a game and now he's out for the rest of the season. And you touched on it earlier, like they've got a, a long list of injuries. And unfortunately for the Suns, a lot of them are in that ruck department. So they're, they're really, really thin at the moment. Yeah, we know that uh, young uh, Conroy, of course, has done the, the same injury. We know that Zach Smith is still maybe a month away from uh, coming back uh, from his knee injury. We saw Chris Burgess uh, manfully... Uh, do a pretty solid job uh, when he was asked to go into the ruck uh, down the, the final stretch of that match, third quarter into the last. Um, Stuart Jews talked, certainly post-match. Uh, Michael, them needing to uh, certainly get creative, but it looks like it's probably Burgess's spot, isn't it, at the moment? There's no other option, really, to put in there. Yeah, creative's a good word because there's not many options on their list. So Burgess is, is definitely a probably a leading contender. The only other guy I could come up with thinking about it today was Caleb Graham, who's played uh, 10 matches as a key defender. Mm. He played Ruck as a junior, so they'd be turning back the clock a little bit. I mean, Caleb's quite young. I think he's still only 20 or 21, so it's not like he played that long ago, but he's never been exposed in the Ruck at the senior level, but he's four or five centimetres taller than Chris Burgess. Um, that's an option, but that's 
I mean, that's how difficult the situation is for them. We're looking at key defenders to fill in there, but that's the only only two guys I could come up with. Um, you touched on there, Zach Smith and Matt Conroy. Out of action, and Sam Day, who's played as a backup um, for quite a, quite often in the last couple of seasons, obviously yep. missing a big chunk as well, going in for knee surgery last week. Yeah, Burgess is going to have to do more of the heavy lifting. It's, it's a massive game, isn't it, against Carlton Saturday night at Metricon, the Gold Coast you know, wanting to win the majority of their home games if they're going to take the next step and and get towards that eight to nine to ten uh, sort of win column. Uh, it's going to be you know some tough weeks on the road and Carlton having lifted last week trying to get to two and two. It's a really significant game. Yeah, it really is. And uh, in, for a team in coast position, these are the games you want to win. Carlton are probably projected to finish in a similar part of the ladder to Gold Coast and. When you're playing those games at home, you want to win. Uh, I know Gold Coast lost um, with sort of late in the third quarter last week, but that game against the Crows would have been one they might have they might not have had it penciled in, but it's one they would have wanted to win as well. So you can't afford to drop too many of those 50-50s. And despite the injuries, they certainly want to beat Carlton on uh, Saturday night, or the season starts slipping away pretty quickly. Gee, they're very watchable, though, Michael. I've got to say, the Gold Coast. I think. Well, certainly in me, I, I want to see the sides that have been perennial strugglers start to step up and mm-hmm. and, and take that next step. And you love their uh, sort of gung ho uh, style of play, although that you know they maybe went into their shell a little bit and kicked a little too much up the line and didn't maybe take the game on as much in that uh, in that game against uh, Adelaide. But what are you making of their development? Because it's probably too early to go this year, and certainly with some injuries that they've got now that. They're going to make the massive jump. We're still probably another two years away, but they seem to be going in the right direction. Yeah, they're steadily going up. I'm really keen to see how they develop this year. Um, you're right. Look, when they took a game on or when they take the game on, they look terrific. But it was pretty noticeable the other night that when Adelaide got the game on their terms a bit more and were able to slow the Gold Coast down, they just battled a little bit for um, plan B and they chipped it around a bit and they were patient, but it didn't really help their ball movement so um, not sure whether that's part of Stewie Dew's game plan or, or whether it just unfolded that way because Adelaide started setting up a bit better but generally we're seeing progress from individuals um, got a lot of young talent obviously Noah Anderson and Jack Lacocious are probably a couple that most people would recognise have made a little bit of a jump already this year so exciting watching those guys but you, I mean there's a definite watch on them this year you want to sort of see them trending upwards and as you touched on, probably get closer to that 8th, ninth, 10th mark, winning around half their games. Yeah, significant for them to go 2-2. Uh, two and two. And just a, a word on Brisbane. I mean, it was inspirational. Uh, uh, you know, they just hung in there all night against uh, Collingwood. Last kick of the day, Zach Bailey, um, uh, the ball was in good hands. They stay in Melbourne. I've got that game in Ballarat. Looking forward to it against uh, the informed Bulldogs uh, this Saturday. Are you expecting any change in, in the Brisbane team? Yeah, they're a tough one, Brisbane. There's a few, um, a few, I guess, what you call first 22 players that are back in the mix this week. Darcy Gardner at the head of that list, probably their second most reliable defender behind Harris Andrews coming back from knee and groin problems. Looks like he'll get up this week. Jared Berry's another one in that category. And Oscar McInerney's still trying to put his hand up as well after he suffered that ankle against Geelong um, the previous Friday night. So a couple of... Um, first 22 players there that look like they'll be available. It'll make selection pretty tough this week. But so if Brisbane come back um, from Melbourne two and two, they'll be they'll be pretty happy, I think, considering where it looked like they could have been a week or so ago. Yeah, absolutely. It can uh, 
Gee, it can change uh, pretty quickly with uh, with one uh, one good kick, and if they can build on that and <laughs> knock over the Bulldogs who are running uh, hot, um, gee, they'll, they'll go back to Brisbane with a real spring in their step. Good on you, Michael. Hopefully, uh, there's uh, well, hopefully they're, they're not standing on a, a cat for the, the remainder of the season. The Gold Coast because they're due for a change of luck on the uh, the injury front and. Uh, a couple of really big games for the Queensland teams uh, this weekend. We'll continue to read all your work at afl.com.au. Thanks, mate. Good to be with you. Michael Whiting, just uh, touching on the, the uh, Jared Witts uh, situation. It's a, a real body blow for uh, the Suns. If you're heading to St Kilda and West Coast at Marvel Stadium this weekend, you can download the SEN app and hit SEN Stadium. Play-by-play, no delay. So real time at Marvel Stadium. That's SEN Stadium on the SEN app. You'll be able to find it fairly easily. We'll head back to Queensland after the break. AFLW, Brisbane Lions captain Emma Zilke to join us next. You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Back uh, to uh, Time On. Uh, Brett Phillips uh, in for Sam uh, tonight. Great to catch up with Michael Whiting at AFL.com.au. Hope you some better luck for uh, the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, three games uh, Sheffield Shieldwise uh, today. Tassie defeating uh, WA by 175 runs. Match drawn Victoria and South Australia. Uh, New South Wales and Queensland also uh, playing out a draw. And World Surf uh, League leader Aussie Tyler Wright has crashed out of the Newcastle Cup along with Olympic surfer Sally Fitzgibbons after uh, competition finally resumed uh, today. Uh, Wright won the first event of a season in Hawaii in December to take the world number one ranking into the first of four Australian events, but was eliminated in the round of 16 by American uh, Courtney Conlogue. Uh, the 27-year-old opted to take a risk uh, surfing the first part of the heat in the shore break, and while she led early, Wright couldn't find the uh, big score that she was uh, searching for, so a couple of Yossies uh, bombing out. Uh, second event of the World Surf League. They do a great job uh, highlighting their sport. I think the first one was in Hawaii uh, just before uh, Christmas. But let's talk some uh, AFLW. We've got uh, two big preliminary finals coming up this weekend. Adelaide taking on uh, Melbourne. Uh, Adelaide Oval on Saturday afternoon. Of course, both games will be on seven. Brisbane to take on Collingwood straight after at the Gabba. And the Brisbane Lions captain, uh, Emma Zilke, has been good enough to join us. Uh, Emma, good evening. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, exciting time uh, for you and your team. We're getting towards the business end. You've been in a grand final before you know what it's all about. Uh, you'd love to be there again. Yeah, definitely. I think it's an exciting time to be in finals with the week off and um, even better getting to play at the Gabba. And that's that's pretty significant, isn't it? I mean... Obviously, Adelaide Oval is going to be used as well, and we, we want to see the AFLW at this stage of the season, prelim finals, and then however the grand final uh, matchups uh, work out, played on uh, played on the AFL grounds. Yeah, you want to play the big games in the big stadiums, and I'm so grateful that we get the opportunity to play at the Gabba. It's been um, once this season we got to play there, which was the first time in five years, and we know how lucky we are to be able to uh, continue to play on that deck, so we're really looking forward to it. How, how did the sort of week off look like in terms of training and the loads? It was a bit different because we did go into a three-day lockdown uh, during that week, but fortunately enough, we got an exemption from the Queensland government to continue to train as long as we sort of ticked all the boxes, which we did. Uh, so we were actually able to complete um, majority of our sessions and uh, we got a couple of sessions at the Gabba as well. So uh, it's been really nice actually training there and um, soaking it all in while it's empty. But, yeah, just sort of getting to know um, the dimensions and um, 
and where to score from a bit better in the lead up. It's an exciting matchup. I mean, Collingwood have had a terrific season. Uh, talk us through the preparations from a Brisbane point of view and and how you how you analyse uh, Collingwood as an outfit. Yeah, we we respect Collingwood um, a huge amount. They've been one of the benchmarks for this, this season. They've um, really come um, good at the right time as well. So I think yeah, obviously they've got a, a really um, big midfield, the three, Benici, Bree Davy, and um, Jamie Lambert. Yeah. But I think um, we prepare for them um, as we would with most of our, our games as a, a share the load team first mentality. We don't necessarily have one or two players that rack up 30 plus dis- disposals, um, but that's what's been um, holding us in good stead for this season. We don't, um, we really share the load with, with our group. So, we can try and get more depth um, across the board in, in contributors. In terms of the, the big picture of the grand final the week after, I know it's one game at a time, but so I'm going to ask you to put your big picture hat on. I mean, Caroline Wilson had a bit to say on yeah. Footy Classified uh, last night that uh, there was some talk about the AFLW grand final, which will be going up against an AFL game, and that's been obviously shot down by a lot of people who, uh, and I think, you know, just about everyone who either calls into this radio station or who is a guest, Kate McCarthy, was on drive about an hour and a half ago, uh, all agreeing that the AFLW Grand Final should be in its own time slot. How that looks will be determined, I suppose, on the combatants who does get through uh, to the uh, Grand Final. What are your own thoughts, uh, Emma, on that situation? Yeah, I think... Personally, my own opinion is uh, it has to be a standalone game. Um, obviously, as our seasons get longer, we're going to cross over into the men's competition. So uh, knowing that our grand final is going to be at a certain date should probably have uh, a, a bit of hindsight with the AFL when they're fixturing, I suppose, uh, that, that the grand final, not knowing what, where the location is, but the actual date of it. Um, could be cleared air probably a little bit earlier than um, the the deciding week of the grand final. So I think um, it definitely deserves its own standalone because, you know, we work so hard to get there. We don't want to be second best again. We want to be the front and centre because we just, we deserve it. We we work hard to be there and it should be on its own. That's my my opinion anyway. I think there's not too many people that will be disagreeing with that. But uh, first of all, to take care of the pies on the weekend, going to be a great game at the Gabba, 4.10pm kickoff for Adelaide and Melbourne, of course, uh, the uh, match uh, before the two prelims. Uh, Back-to-back on seven, uh, big Saturday of footy. Emma, we can't wait. Uh, It's been a, a great season. Uh, This competition has evolved and evolved over the last uh, five years. We look forward to a couple of big prelims. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Emma Zilke. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm an old Fitzroy man, so I'll probably barrack for for Brisbane. Emma Zilke, a star. Right from the uh, start, of course, as the inaugural captain of the uh, Brisbane Lions. Uh, News just in. Dylan Scheel, unlikely to play again this season after his knee injury is worse than originally feared at the Bombers. He'll have to go under the knife to repair the damaged knee. That's a big blow, uh, certainly for Eston. We're going to get Heppel back, going to get Zaharakis back. Uh, we know young Caldwell uh, was out injured from that game against uh, Port Adelaide, but Dylan Shiel, uh, it's a massive loss, but it gives opportunities to others. Darcy Parrish was able to really uh, step up in the midfield across uh, the weekend and play a really significant role, the 34 touches, and along with Zach Merritt, was able to obviously have some real 
centre square dominance, uh, but that is the latest news uh, coming out of the Bombers. Uh, got a big few hours to come, so Sam Hargraves and I are going to do a few sort of handball receives over the next uh, three hours. He's going to step in next with the NBL show. I'll be back with the Sporting Capital at 7.30. Talking City coming up after 8 o'clock. Rebels Radio also on the menu on the Sporting Capital a little bit uh, later on uh, tonight. But we're going to talk some hoops. Uh, the NBL show with Sam Hargraves uh, coming up after uh, 7 o'clock. And plenty more to come from me throughout the evening. We'll get to plenty of your calls, texts and a few special guests to come. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.